Hey everybody, it's your girl YB and welcome to another episode. So today, uh, this will be the second episode for Always Be My Fur Baby, okay? So for today's segment, I was thinking of sharing with you guys like ways to get into this industry as a lot of people are always asking me like, how did I get to be a vet tech in Singapore? Okay, so for starters, um, always bear in mind that being a vet technician is like being a human nurse. The only difference is you are a nurse for the animals. Honestly, if you were to ask me, it is a perk. <laughs> okay, so for starters, repeat lagi, sorry. Ah. If I keep repeating my words, ah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but just bear, bear with me. Anyway, um, there are a lot of clinics in, and hospitals in Singapore that actually requires you to have a certificate in veterinary science. Uh, or uh, and as long as you have... I mean, the more relevant it is to the job scope, of course, the better, right? But if you have like other certificates also, you are uh, usually qualified uh, for the clinic or the hospital to send you for the courses so that you can get a cert in the industry, okay? But if you don't have it, you have neither. It is okay because you can actually start as a patient associate for the animals. Some places call it patient associate. Some call it nurses, uh, which is below the technicians. Lah. Okay, so basically you do, um, basically you are doing the husbandry and you help the techs or even the vets with restraining of the patients, the feeding. Uh, and at some places, if you abs- express your interest or show that you really want to learn, you know, the techs or even the vets are more than willing to teach you, like, honestly. And like I've mentioned, uh, some hospitals will actually send you for the courses, uh, like, after you've worked with them for a certain time, you know. Or from the start, they actually be like, look, are you interested? You know, you can actually upgrade yourself to be a vet technician. Yeah. Now, who is a vet technician? Okay, we are basically the support for vets, be it during consultation, surgery, resuscitation. You know, these are just some examples. Uh, our duties usually consist of many things, such as um, the triage nurse, tongue twister, the triage nurse, paramedic, surgery or surgery nurse, um, pediatric nurse. Nutritionist, physiotherapist, radiographer, dental hygienist, lab technician, anesthetic, uh, counselor, and these are only some of it. Okay. <laughs> Another thing you have to um, remember about becoming a vet technician, and I mean it when I say this, okay, you really have got to do it for the passion. Because if you think that we make the same amount as a human nurse, you are dead wrong. <laughs> it is definitely the opposite of that, okay? <sighs> and don't get me started on the hours we clock in, how short staff we are in the industry, the burnout and many more, okay? Like this job will tire you out mentally, emotionally and physically, But honestly, not everything is a downside about it, you know? Like the perks of the career consist of so much also, you know? Where you get to have your own free therapy sessions, (laughs) where you get to cuddle with the patients, where you get to help the voiceless, you know, their innocence, and you just feel contented with what you're doing. Uh, Yeah, then um, 
I honestly realised like it was really a huge deal lah, you know, when there were a lot of people out there who are actually unaware of such matters, okay, like, um, for example, he was always frowned upon, you know, whenever a Muslim were to touch or keep a dog, okay, like, honestly, God knows how many times I had to encounter some machi or pachi telling me off at my workplace, okay? I'm there, like, <laughs> you know, like, okay, then what? What you guys want me to do? My goodness. Like, at first it was rough, okay? Because I began questioning also, like, am, am I doing something sinful, you know, to be called out this way? Like, why are people looking at like looking down on my career, you know, like I even had relatives questioning me, like we can touch dogs, dirty what, you know. So like, for me, I went into this line with the only intention was to help the voiceless, you know, like to be their voice, okay. And how are animals created by God Himself also wrong? Like they're so pure. How can you turn your backs on them, right? Like even growing up, my parents, whenever we touched dogs outside, they would like encourage me and also like help me wash my hands, you know. I remember this incident clearly, not incident, like this memory clearly because um, my dad, uh, when I was eight years old, if I'm not mistaken, or nine, uh, we were at East Coast Park, you know, and I saw this beautiful golden retriever. Uh, golden retriever is a dog breed, it's a big dog breed. Uh, it's, a, it's the most kindness dog honestly like they're just they're like the bimbo version of animals <laughs> so they are adorable like as long uh, and, and they're fully golden brown you know like that color okay so and of course being an animal lover i wanted to be a vet from young like you know but i got excited when i saw the dog and i wanted to touch so the owner let me touch okay and then afterwards uh, when they went away my dad actually took me and grabbed the soil and rub it like all over my hand and then washed it off like so to me Never once did my parents told me like, no, cannot touch because they haram. You know, like as I grew older, I did ask them like, why we never keep dogs, you know. So my dad would explain that uh, dog salivas are actually dirty, you know. And we just need to cleanse ourselves if we were to ever be in contact with it. Simple. Straight to the point explanation. Okay, so to me, I was taught that it was never wrong. Okay, so fast forward to now. I've been covered and drenched in dog's blood before. I've been pooped on, sneezed on. Oh my god, and don't get me started on their inner glands. My goodness. Even now, when <laughs> I'm talking about it, I can remember the smell, okay, of the inner glands. It's the worst. But then, uh, there, there are also the cuddles, you know, their legs, their headbutts, and there's just so much love la, from them, okay? Like... I remember when I started out as a patient associate at one of these uh, well-known hospitals in Singapore uh, who have been around for quite a while actually. So every single day as I was crying because I had to see so many deaths, okay? And the horrible part about it, uh, there was nothing I could do about it. So every day my husband, who was then my boyfriend uh, at that point of time, he will... <laughs> He will have to spend at least an hour after fetching me, just holding me and supporting me and tell me it is fine, you know, you did your best, you know. And I was like, 
I didn't even do anything. I can't do anything. I didn't have the knowledge at that point of time, you know. Like, no joke. It was exhausting, okay, emotionally and mentally. Okay, and the workload uh, took a toll on me physically as well because there are many times I had to carry, you know, big dogs in, like like legit 30 kilo, 45 kilo dogs. And I mean, if you guys know me, I'm quite um, small built. Uh. I mean, no, I'm not that small, but I don't, I don't have muscles built in me kind of thing. Okay, so it's like this kind of weights are actually really heavy, all right? So like even when the food delivery comes in, you know, you've got to arrange the cans in the cabinet, all this, you know. And the blending of the food for patients, not one or two, okay? It's like the whole hospital kind of thing. How many times I have to blend one can, wash, blend another flavor, wash. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay? So usually we blend food for those patients that need tube feeding, you know, or just they can't simply eat solid food through their mouths, you know? But I persevered through it lah because I really wanted to do more for them. And, you know, to me, if cleaning and feeding was all I could do now, I would still do it, you know, and just learn as I go. So, yeah. And then uh, I joined another GP clinic and then uh, lasted there for almost a year. And I went back to the hospital again. Another hospital, though. Uh, and that was where I really learned how to be a vet technician. I was offered the, the diploma in veterinary technology, too. And it was just great. Every day you have new things to learn, alright? And the vets would always teach you or even other vet techs who have been in this industry for a while, you know? Like, uh, to me, I really preferred working in a hospital rather than a clinic. I mean, to each his own, honestly. But for me, I really just love the hospital environment because GP clinics, usually they see minor cases, you know, such as vaccinations, neutering of your pet, you know, common flu, dental, like these are just some of the things. Uh, they also do surgeries, don't get me wrong, uh, they do surgeries too, okay? But, uh, oh yeah, and they also, there are some clinics that actually do take emergency cases also, you know, but usually most of the time, yeah, these emergency cases are usually sent over to the animal hospitals because that is usually where the specialists are at. Yeah. So now at an on animal hospital, okay, the emergencies that comes in are like regular. You know, like um, road traffic accident, where a car hit a dog or a cat, you know, high rise, where a cat or a dog fall from a high floor, usually cats lah, okay. Uh, cardiac arrest. And again, like these are only some cases, okay. So on top of that, you also have like rare condition cases coming in, you know, where the specialist would take over the cases and you just get to learn. Lah. So the next time something similar comes in, you know what you need to do. You know, I remember there was one time um, I was working at the hospital overnight and it was like around 5 plus in the morning. Oh my God, guys, this was insane. Ah. <laughs> Now in this hospital that I was working at, we had an ICU ward where all the critical patients are located at, Okay. So, there will always be someone, uh, a vet and a tech inside. So, to monitor and all. Okay? So, usually around this 5 plus in the morning, uh, it's where we would triage for all patients in the hospital to monitor their conditions such as their temperature, their heart rate, their respiratory blood pressure, sometimes collect blood and then check their IV catheter, you know, all that. So, now can you imagine, uh, this unfaithful day, at this timing, okay, The hospital was full house. 
So full patients in the ICU unit, the dog ward, and the cat ward. So it was like really busy with the triage. When uh, three of the patients decided to crash one after another. Oh my god, ya Allah, you guys. I, I was... <laughs> it was... Even till now, I can feel the exhaustions, uh, exhaustion I had that day. Did I say that right? I hope I say that right. But yeah. So when I say crash, technically it means uh, heart stop beating. Lah, okay? Now bear in mind, uh, we had only one vet overnight. And there were only three vet techs, including me. And one patient associate doing the shift. So when a patient crash, we need at least two techs and one vet per patient to help intubate. Uh, that is usually the vet to intubate where you put the tube in the throat. Okay, so then there will be another tech to do CPR. You know, pumping of the chest. And another tech will be pushing the drugs like adrenaline, you know, to get the heart pumping. And to help pump the valve mask also. Okay. So, uh, the valve mask is used to pump air in, lah, basically, after the vet has intubated the patient. Okay, so these two texts will then take turns because uh, you do the CPR back to back, cram, babe, cram. Okay, I've, did, I've done it before. After the CPR, my hand literally straight on it because that was how cramped up it was. So, can you imagine uh, when the first one crashed, we were rushing to commence CPR. Halfway through, as I was pumping air into the patient, uh, while my colleague was doing CPR, I looked up into the oxygen cage. I saw another patient taking the last breath. And then the heart stopped. <laughs> I was like, crash! Because I, I yelled, like, crash! You know, and my vet was like, what? So she immediately took the patient out and started to intubate. So I had to stop pumping the air and rush over to the other patient and commence CPR after injecting the drug in. Okay, so my senior tech was still doing the CPR and the patient associate was helping to pump air uh, on that table. So at my table, the vet was pumping the air and I was injecting the drug while I was doing the CPR continuously. I mean, after I inject the first dose, then I do CPR throughout. But then, my vet took over to do the drugs and everything after that. Okay, so the first patient that crashed, right, it had been 35 minutes of CPR and there was no response, so we stopped. But as soon as my colleague stopped the CPR... And the vet had to swap with the patient associate to help, you know, to check for the heart rate, you know, if there's any more heartbeat, you know. And the minute, uh, my senior tech was about to help me, another patient crashed last year. But thankfully, uh, that one it was nearing 7 in the morning. Eh, no, no, not thankfully, sorry. That was already 7 plus in the morning. And the other patients, the triage, all not done, babe. Because we were too busy with resuscitating. It was just insane, okay? And by then, uh, the morning team also came in, you know? <laughs> Sorry, guys, but thank God for them, they no choice, they had to help us out. So I was supposed to end work at 8, okay? But I ended up going home at 1 in the afternoon so that I can help the morning team back, you know? And this is just a regular day for a working hospital, uh, trust me. <laughs> so yeah, okay, so we also have our pantang in this line, okay? So basically, heads up uh, to everyone and anyone that intend to work or send your pets for a check or as long as you're stepping into an animal clinic or hospital, okay? Never, ever, ever, I repeat, uh, never mention the word quiet. 
it does not matter what the context is or whatever just don't bother mentioning this word ever okay <laughs> it could be a really nice day i'm telling you and the workload is just amazing but whenever someone say wow today like so quiet ah wow today your clinic so quiet ah oh wow it's so quiet today ah uh, dahlah that's it lah all hell break loose mm, thanks thanks for your help thanks for nothing <laughs> okay but <laughs> so yeah please remember that pantang okay now i can't speak for everyone but for me I've never once uh, regretted being in this industry. Okay, I can proudly say that I really do love my job and I'll keep doing it as long as I can, okay? I'm not that pro or busy, you know, I don't jack myself up lah, okay? But <laughs> I've got colleagues out there who have better experience, you know, who live up to their names, you know, and vets, oh my gosh, just amazing, okay? Um, but yeah, with years and amazing peers, you really get to do so much, so honestly. So if you guys do have an interest to become a vet tech, yes, this industry need more people honestly. <laughs> and so and you guys and you can always start somewhere lah. No worries about it, you know. So yeah. To sum up today's podcast, so if you are interested in the industry, just go ahead and apply. That's all. You can seriously just try. You know, because as as long as you're willing to learn, As long as you're willing to put the effort, you know, and everything, and you your intentions are pure and right, uh, at the right places, I'm pretty sure most clinics and hospitals are willing to give you chances for it, really. So yeah, anyway, that'll be all for today, as I don't want to drag this segment, okay? So yeah, so there's a link on my Instagram bio where you can actually drop the questions for me, and please, ah. Uh, Don't try to squeeze in consult questions or hey my cat like this why ah, my dog like this why ah. I'm not a vet ah okay better in mind ah okay. Even my own friends I tell them, go to the clinic get a vet to check okay. They study so hard pay so much end up. People rather here to. <laughs> Shit. People rather hear groomers. People rather hear pet shop. Ah, uh, people. Ah, uh, people rather hear animal communicator. Ah, uh. <laughs> oh my god, the shit. Yasmin, calm down. It's okay. It's alright. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just excited to talk about my next. Ah, uh, always hope. Ah, uh, always be my first baby because the next one will be about animal communicator and euthanasia. So yeah, I look forward to that, and I hope to share with you guys. Okay, so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed yourself while listening. You know, during this pandemic, try not to be a horrible person and more stupid because common sense tend to be lacking these days. Yeah. So till next time, sip sip and enjoy your scones. Mm-hmm.